There's only this moment and what you do in this moment. Are you going to move closer towards your goal or further away from it? Are you going to move closer to being the person that lives with the fulfillment of their wish in their mind and in their heart and in their behavior? Or are you going to spend another day as you are? Welcome. You're listening to the Reprogram Your Mind podcast, and I'm your host, Todd L. Bowerly. You think between 60 and 70,000 thoughts a day, 98% of your life is controlled by habit. If you want to change your life, you have to start by changing how you think. think. When you change you, everything in life changes. If we can see it in our mind, we can hold it in our hand. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Todd Bowerly, and I'm a coach working with clients literally all over the world on multiple continents, which just blows my mind, helping people learn how to reprogram the voice in their mind, the story that they tell themselves that they become so that they can change every outcome and result that they have in their life. I'm finishing up this episode this series of episodes with a deep dive into Neville Goddard's incredible essay, The Coin of Heaven. And in here, we learn why it is so important. It's where we left off in the last episode. We learn why it is so important to reprogram our mind. Our inner talking reveals the state with which we are fused. This is really deep stuff here, guys. This is really deep. In fact, I don't know that it gets more advanced than this. We have this inner dialogue that happens in our minds all the time. Something good happens and we have commentary that happens internally all the time. We might verbalize it to other people. Something bad happens and we have inner conversations about it. We have this dialogue or this description going on of the world around us and we have an opinion and we argue with ourselves sometimes. And And if you're lucky like me, my inner dialogue becomes my outer dialogue because sometimes I fall into a trap of complaining about things and then my inner dialogue becomes real. I can hear it. Other people can hear it. And that becomes the state with which we are fused, the emotional, vibrational state of our lives is revealed by this inner dialogue. And if we want to have a different state with which we are fused, meaning if we want to have different results in our life, we must change that inner talking on the inside. Because when we do, that inner talking is a representation of pictures, of images, And those images create feelings. And feeling is conscious awareness of vibration. If we want to have a different result in our life, a different experience, we must change the vibration with which we are living in, the energy with which we live. Because all things are energy and we attract things into our life based on our frequency of thought. Now, this might sound completely far-fetched, but it's totally true. And most of us are unconscious. We're just not aware of, of how we've been programmed, of how we've been thinking and how we've been living. And all of a sudden we wake up one day frustrated that our entire life has not gone the way that we wanted to. The big dreams and plans that we have have been gone because somewhere along the way we allowed the outside world to start doing our thinking for us and we sort of went along with the flow. And life moved from a state of creation to a state of survival. And we gave up our power. And we're not happy about it. To take up our power, we must take up our own inner voice. I'm going to continue on reading from the Coin of Heaven, and I have a link in the show notes for 
a copy of the book, The Power of Awareness, and The Coin of Heaven is a chapter from a book that's in this specific copy called Awakened Imagination. And so I'm picking up in that copy on page 166, right in the middle. And he can't be any more plain than this. Right inner speech is essential. You have to have your mind set to the right thing, to what you want. That's what mindset means. What's your set point? What is your focus? What are you focusing on? Where is your attention? Right inner speech is essential. It is the greatest of arts. It is the way out of limitation into freedom. Most of us, we don't want more money. Sure, we'll take it. That might be part of our goal. In fact, I would recommend you always have a monetary goal. But we, we don't really want money. We don't want the car. We don't want the house. We don't really want the clothes. We don't want the body. We want the freedom that we believe comes from those things. What each of us really wants deep down inside is freedom to express who we are without judgment, without criticism, to live our lives in an expansive way that means expanding life for everybody. Like We don't necessarily want to be selfish and take it from others. If we, if we feel that way, it probably is because we still are motivated by lack in our lives, but we want freedom. And right inner speech is essential for creating that freedom. It's our way out of our lack and our limitation. Continuing, he says, ignorance of this art has made the world a battlefield and penitentiary where blood and sweat alone are expected when it should be a place of marveling and wondering. Right inner talking is the first step to becoming what you want to be. And we see this. You just walk down any street in the modern world, in Western civilization, or wherever we have all the creature comforts of life, walk down the street and look at people's faces. Not everybody's happy. Not everybody's excited. Open up a browser and go to any social media website. You're going to find people very quickly that are angry and upset and frustrated about the world because their inner talking, their ignorance of this power to create their life has made their world a battlefield and penitentiary a prison, when this should be a marvelous reality of creation if we allow it to be. So what is it that you want to be? What is it that you want in life? Right inner talking is the first step to becoming what you want to be. He has a quote here. Speech is an image of mind and mind is an image of God. And that's Hermetica volume one. Here's a great story that Neville shares. He says, on the morning of April 12th, 1953, my wife was awakened by the sound of a great voice of authority speaking within her and saying, you must stop spending your thoughts, time, and money. Everything in life must be an investment. To spend is to waste, to squander, to lay out without return. To invest is to lay out for a purpose from which a profit is expected. Right? I think we understand what that means. Whenever you invest, you need to have an expectation of a return, of an increase, of a growth. You need to operate with that expectation. That needs to be part of that inner talking. He says here, this revelation of my wife is about the importance of the moment. It is about the transformation of the moment. What we desire does not lie in the future, but in ourselves at this very moment. At any moment in our lives, we are faced with an infinite choice, what we are and what we want to be. 
And what we want to be is already existent. But to realize it, we must match our inner speech and actions to it. Inner speech and actions, listen to this. Open quote, If two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Close quote. This is Matthew 18, 19. Your inner speech and then your actions. If two of you, if those two are in alignment and agree on earth as touching anything, as being on the frequency of the thing that you want, then that shall be done unto you by the power of creation, by the power of God, by the power of the universe, by source energy, by the frequency that you live in, matching your inner speech and actions. But let's back up here. He's talking about now. Right now. Right now is a passing moment. And when you're consciously aware of it, it's gone. And the next one is oncoming. It's coming right now. And now it's past already. We're talking about right now. Stop preparing and planning to change tomorrow because tomorrow doesn't matter. Stop regretting what has passed yesterday. It doesn't matter. Only now matters. He says in the middle here, what we desire does not lie in the future, but in ourselves at this very moment. Continuing on, he says, it is only what is done now that counts. The present moment does not recede into the past. It advances into the future to confront us, spent or invested. Hmm. See, what happened yesterday and what happened in the past is the results of past thinking. It reveals to you where your mind is set. And I promise you, no matter whether you like this or not, because there's sometimes, there's many times I do not like this next point here. But your inner speech, it advances into the future to confront you. It's okay. Your results are going to demonstrate the work that you've done in your mind. What you choose to do today and the results of tomorrow, it'll show up. It'll show up that you haven't done the work, that maybe you've talked about changing for years and years, but haven't actually committed to the actions to make it happen where you've allowed your paradigm or program to sabotage your actions and stop you from taking action. Your results, what, what you get from this moment on is 100% your responsibility. It is only what is done now that counts. He says here, continuing, thought is the coin of heaven. Money is its earthly symbol. Every moment must be invested and our inner talking reveals whether we are spending or investing. Be more interested in what you are inwardly saying now than what you have said by choosing wisely what you think and what you feel now. This is, this is really simple. In fact, it doesn't get much more simple than this. And I, I said earlier, this is about as advanced as it can be. I think they're one and the same. This is really deep belief and philosophy and ideas here about how to live. It, this is the most advanced study that I've ever been a part of that I'm sharing with you here. But it's also as simple as it possibly can be. Whenever you realize that you have been thinking in the wrong direction or you have not been in control of your mind, you can reaffirm your image of what you want, the feeling of the wish fulfilled, and start acting in alignment of it, and now you're back on the right path. In fact, I want to share what my mentor Bob Proctor wrote in his incredible book, You Were Born Rich. There's a chapter in here called Let Go and Let God. 
And at the end, he says this. If you should falter for any reason, the minute you recognize your error and reaffirm your image, spirit will pick up right where it left off when you chose to take over the controls. Then you will be instantaneously be back in the right vibration and on the correct pathway leading to success in life. Instantaneously. This is what Neville Goddard is saying. Now, the importance of now, which is something you can either spend or invest. Be more interested in what you are inwardly saying now than what you have said. You know, so many times we have our minds filled with regret We're using all of our creative mental faculties, looking backwards at the past, wishing we had done something different, wishing some other situation had happened. We're locked up in the past and we're allowing our attention to bring that past state into our current present circumstances, bringing that energy of the past, bringing that vibrational reality of the past into our present. And now we're thinking and feeling and acting and creating from the past. We should be more disinterested in what happened yesterday. It doesn't matter. Only what matters now is what affects the future. And we do that by choosing wisely what you think and feel now. Anytime, he's continuing here, anytime we feel misunderstood, misused, neglected, suspicious, afraid, we are spending our thoughts and wasting our time. Why? Because that's all powerless energy. How many times in your life are you feeling this way? How many times are you feeling that you are misunderstood and you're frustrated by that? Or you feel like you've been misused, used and abused by others? How many times do you think that you're neglected, right? That you, you, your partner doesn't see you or that your boss doesn't see you or that God doesn't see you? How much of your energy is spent being suspicious of the world around you or afraid of what's happening? All of those are a waste. It's a waste of your creative energies and thought. It's a waste of your power. You're wasting your time. He says, whenever we assume the feeling of being what we want to be, we are investing. We cannot abandon the moment to negative inner talking and expect to retain command of life. Before us goes the results of all that seemingly is behind. Not gone is the last moment, but oncoming. Whenever I have had a dip in my results and I start to wonder and ask, why, what happened here? I can always go back to this. It's because I abandoned my mind or my moments to negative inner talking. And yet somehow I still had this expectation that I would retain the command of life. We need to be ever vigilant of how we are using our minds because we're manifesting 24-7 constantly. We're constantly creating our reality. This isn't something we do occasionally and then we stop. This is something we do continually. Now, you, you can plateau. You can reach a goal and then stop doing all of this mindset work and coast for a little while, but it, 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 it's really easy to slip backwards. It's really easy to fall back into an old paradigm and to allow it to take care of, to allow it to take over. I mean, I've done that with my, with my money. I've done that with my physical health. I've done that with some of my relationship. I've done that with my study. I've done that with my business. And it's not about keeping the pedal to the metal and burning yourself out either, It's about evolving and growing. 
Because once you stop this mindset work, you stop growing. And when you stop growing, you start dying and sliding backwards. He, he has a quote here from Isaiah 55, 11. My word shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Your mind creates all the time. And it's the attention and the emotional investment in the inner speech that you have in your mind that's going to come back to you, not void, not empty. It comes back to you filled with all the things you sent it out with to create. Continuing, the circumstances of life are the muffled utterances of the inner talking that made them, the word made visible. What does he mean by muffled utterances? Meaning this this silent, still small voice, this speech, this unseen power that's that no one else can see or hear or feel, but you can, which we seem to trivialize and not value so much, that creates the circumstances of life. He's got a couple of quotes mixed in here with his own words, and so I'm just going to continue. The word, said Hermes, is son, and the mind is father of the word. They are not separate one from another, for life is the union of word and mind. He willed us forth from himself by the word of truth, James 1.18. Neville says, let us be imitators of God as dear children, Ephesians 5.1, and use our inner speech wisely to mold an outer world in harmony with our ideal. Open quote, the Lord spake by me and his word was in my tongue, 2 Samuel 23.2. Neville continues, the mouth of God is the mind of man. Feed God only the best. In Philippians 4, 8, whatsoever things are of good report, think on these things. We need to be careful of the things and thoughts that we're consuming in our mind. I'm not so much concerned about maybe the movies and television, maybe the news I'm concerned about. Uh, uh, because... I mean, we just came out of the Halloween season. I love Halloween scary movies, and I understand that my mind works in alignment with whatever I consume with, but I have a clear line between uh, what's fiction and what's reality. But all the other times, I'm, you know, I'm really cautious about the words and messages that are in my head. I, when I talk about movies, like I'll, in, I'll in, indulge in scary movie season. But a lot of the other movies that I watch, they're they have a morality to them. They have a triumph to them. They have lessons that we can learn from. They have heroes that seek to control their own lives. They, the movies I watch aren't mindless. Well, some of them maybe are, but I, I'm careful of ones that pull me out of the right pull me out of the wrong vibration. I'm also cautious of the people that I am surrounded, that I surround myself with, the people that I listen to. I make sure that I'm listening to people that have the results that I want. And whenever I'm in an environment where my mind uh, is, is open to suggestibility, I'm really cautious about what's being said. And I've, I've left some environments where I felt like the words of other people were were harmful. 
to myself or harmful to my self-image or harmful to my goals or things that I just, I just started to reject some ideas. And I've been very cautious about what I've been feeding my mind because it's the power with which I create. So, you know, I have this little caveat here about entertainment and, and some, you know, books, you know, I, I, I like, I love science fiction books and I love reading for fun too. And I try to find things that aren't just a waste of my, waste of my time and space. I'll tell you one thing that is kind of dangerous is some of the addictions of social media of our phone. It's really easy to be lulled into a state of hypnosis on that damn phone and to start wasting your life away. So this, I, this idea, the mouth of God is the mind of man, feed God only the best is really important. What are you feeding your mind? That's why, this, that's why I've built this podcast, to have some place where you can feed your mind and always be orienting your mind towards the things that you want, towards reprogramming yourself. That's what I do in my coaching with my clients. I give them something that they are filling their mind with and feeding on every single day if they do it right. And if they do it right, if they feed their mind every day and do the accompanying application homework and start taking action on their goals, they see amazing things happen. Remember what he said here, he quoted Matthew, if two of you shall agree, meaning your inner speech and your actions, if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, which is your goal, it shall be done unto them. So I, I, I give people things, the right things to study, stuff that was curated by me, stuff that was curated by Bob Proctor so that they can study and get their inner speech aligned with what they, what they want to take action on and then help them shift their mindset, shift their programming so they will take action. So now their inner speech is aligned with their goal, their actions are aligned with their goal, and the results by law must follow. Let's continue on here. The present moment is always precisely right for an investment to inwardly speak the right word. There is no tomorrow coming. There's only this moment and what you do in this moment. Are you going to move closer towards your goal or further away from it? Are you going to move closer to being the person that lives with the fulfillment of their wish in their mind and in their heart and in their behavior? Or are you going to spend another day as you are? The present moment is always precisely right to start. And he actually quotes Deuteronomy 30, 14 through 15 here. Open quote, the word is very near to you in your mouth and in your heart that ye may do it. See, I have set before you this day life and good, death and evil, blessings and cursings. Choose life. This is such an important Scripture, the word, the power of creation, your truth, it's in your mind, it's in your mouth, it's in your heart. And when it's inside your mind, it will spur you to action. Your word in your mind is the cause of the action in, that you take, the, all of your behavior. And in every moment, not just today, in every moment, you have a choice moving closer to your goal or further away, moving closer to that version of you or further away. I have set before you this day, life and good, death and evil, blessings and cursings, choose life. We have the power to decide and choose what we're going to do with any present moment. If you make a bad choice, if you make a mistake, 
don't worry about it because the next moment brings a new choice with which you can affirm what you want to be or stay as you are. It doesn't matter how many wrong choices you make. You can put down this mindset work for a year or years at a time if you want to. That time will pass. Your results will continue to be as they are or or maybe even decrease or not be as good as you want. That's fine. The next moment opens up the same choice as every other single moment. You can move closer towards your goals and the person you want to be or further away. Which do you choose? I hope you choose life. He says here, finishing up, you choose life and good and blessings by being that which you choose. By being. A state of being is the alignment of your thoughts, feelings, and actions. That's your state of being. He says, like is known to like alone, meaning you can't have a poverty mindset and enjoy prosperity at the same time. Make your inner speech bless and give good reports. Man's ignorance of the future is the result of his ignorance of his inner talking. His inner talking mirrors his imagination, and his imagination is a government in which the opposition never comes into power. Let's unpack that just a little bit, shall we? Inner talking mirrors your imagination, the pictures, the images that you have in your mind. Whether you believe your mind works in pictures or not, it does. Some are more trained than others, and others, people have forgotten them. But to some degree, your mind works in pictures. It works in words and pictures. Your inner talking, the words, mirror your imagination. Your imagination is the creative power that controls your life. And imagination is a government, meaning it's the ruler of your life. What you create in your imagination, you can create in reality. And there's no other power that can come into your mind to override it and to control your thinking. Whatever your imagination works on, whatever idea, thought, or emotion your imagination works on, it will create. I promise you that. We can just choose to take our hands off the wheel and let our bodies and minds wander freely, putting other things in our imagination, and the imagination will use it and work on it and move it into form. The only thing that controls the imagination is the inner talking, the inner speech. Now, all of this sounds really great. All of it sounds positive. All of it sounds really hopeful. But some of you are probably skeptical. This sounds too good to be true. It sounds too fantastical. There's no way this can really happen. And even if you believe all of these words, you've read Neville Goddard before, you followed me for a long time, you were a follower of Bob's even, I know there's part of you that thinks, well, this can happen for Todd, but it can't happen for me. This could happen for Bob, but it can't happen for me. Well, he says, if the reader, or I'll say, if the listener ask, what if the inner speech remains subjective and is unable to find an object for its love? Meaning, what if you go through all of this work and retrain your inner speech to come from a place of fulfilled desire and it remains just in my mind, subjective, not objective, not in my physical results, not in the objective 3D world? What if my results never change? What if I just do all this and I'm talking to myself and it's never going to come to a reality? The answer is, it will not remain subjective for the very simple reason that inner speech is always objectifying itself. What frustrates and festers 
and becomes the disease that afflicts humanity is man's ignorance of the art of matching inner words to fulfill desires. You haven't wielded this power. You haven't been taught to wield this power. You haven't been coached and trained and educated to wield this power. Finishing, he says, inner speech mirrors imagination and imagination is Christ. Meaning that imagination is your savior. Your mind has all the power to move you towards freedom. Alter your inner speech and your perceptual world changes. When you have a new dialogue about your life, about your results, about what's happening, you're going to see things differently. He said this earlier. You won't see this world as events and circumstances just randomly unfolding. You'll see a straight line from within you through the events and circumstances to your goals. All will become aligned because you, you've changed the way that you see the world. Whenever inner speech and desire are in conflict, inner speech invariably wins. Because inner speech objectifies itself, it is easy to see that if it matches desire, desire will be objectively realized. This happens by law. It's not questionable. This is the way the world works. This is the way our minds work. In closing, Neville writes this, Were this not so, I would say with Blake, sooner murder an infant in its cradle than nurse unacted desires. Now that's a really rough sentence. What does he mean? If our inner speech wasn't always objectifying itself, then he would sooner cease dreaming, stop wishing and stop hoping, stop thinking of things to be positive. I'd rather just kill the goals and dreams as they come up because nurturing them, spending time with them for nothing, for naught when they won't be fulfilled is such a waste and such a heartbreak. I'd rather just not dream at all. But I know from experience, the tongue setteth on fire the course of nature. James 3.6 meaning that Neville has seen this work in his life. In fact, there's all kinds of case histories in The Power of Awareness where he talks about people that change their inner speech and then change their reality. And I know from experience, when I have imagined and dreamt up the beautiful goals and dreams, like getting earning my pin, my silver pin, which there are such very few people in the world that have earned this, you know, there's thousands of consultants in there, but we've had like maybe 50 silver pin holders in the Proctor Gallagher Institute. When I, when I earned that pin, I created it in my imagination. I saw it. And I knew when I wanted it to happen. When I finally decided I was going to make it happen, I, I saw it in my mind and I spent all of my time building my inner thoughts around it. And thinking about it and changing my dialogue about the events and conditions and circumstances that came up. And when something bad came up, I, I, I was so diligent. I was so convinced of my new reality that I said, well, this is going to help me somehow. And I had people ask, well, how's this going to help you? I don't know. It's just, it's got to, it has to, because anything that must happen will happen. And this has happened. So therefore it's going to help me. My perceptual world had changed and it was diligent and faithful not just to the image and the idea, but to the feeling of that wish fulfilled. And because my 
inner speech was aligned along that goal. And because I took action, I mean, I put on classes I'd never done before. I did all kinds of things for the first time that I had never done before. I took action on those ideas and those, the things I took action on were in alignment with my inner speech. That's how I earned my silver pin. Ideas came to me and I acted on them. I attuned myself to that goal, into that frequency. Before Bob passed away, I, I got to be awarded that pin by him. And it was one of my last conversations with Bob when he asked me if, if I had advice for someone that was starting their own journey, what would I tell them? And I shared this, that that voice inside of your head that says you are not good enough, that you are not worthy, that's not who you are. You are a much greater being than that. And your job, your work is to change that voice, to change that inner speech so that you can become what you want to be. And Bob had told me, he said, that's it. That voice is the paradigm. That voice will kill you every time. And he told me to keep waking you up. And that's why I'm here today, doing that, waking you up to the power of your inner speech, of your voice, of your imagination, of your creative power to build the life that you want. If you're listening to this at the time of its release, 2022 is over and done. We've got a month left. Everything in the world is winding down to the celebration of the new year. There's the holiday season for those that celebrate. Uh, and, and there's so many different holidays. This is a time to spend with family and a time to relax or take vacation, take time off of work. But remember what Neville Goddard has taught here. Now, the present moment is precisely right for an investment in your goals and your dreams. Not gone is that last moment, but oncoming right here, right now. And I urge you, with all the urgency that I have, to take this moment right now and decide that the next moment that comes is also going to be an investment. What are you going to do to invest yourself in your future? Monitor your thoughts. Monitor your thinking. Don't take days off. Whatever you're studying, continue to study throughout the holidays. Whatever you're reading, continue to read it. If you're involved in any sort of coaching or in any kind of program that's helping you move forward, Stay vigilant with it and make plans to become even more vigilant in the future. Do what you can right now to invest yourself in the thoughts and feelings of the wish fulfilled. And if there's something that you have, have neglected taking action on and you're thinking, I will do that. I'll just do that in January. I'll do that in February. I'll do that next year. I'll do that next summer. Stop saying that. Don't get prepared. Just start taking action. Do something different Take a risk, bet on yourself, step out there, do something to bring your goals forward into creation. Every moment is either spent or invested. The word is very near to you, in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. See, I have set before you this day, right now, life 
in good, death and evil, blessings and cursings. Choose life. You choose life and good and blessings by being that which you choose. Make your inner speech bless and give good reports. Thanks for tuning into this series on Neville Goddard's incredible essay, The Coin of Heaven. And on whichever platform you're listening to, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode of the Reprogram Your Mind podcast. And I will be back with another episode diving deeper in to how and why we reprogram our mind. Until next time, remember, we become what we think about and so do you.